In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Welcome, everyone, to Paying It Forward this week. I'm your host, Josephine Jirasi, and I know I've said this before, but I absolutely love doing this radio show. As most of you listeners know, I'm a mom entrepreneur married with three young children, and I struggle each and every day with trying to bring my Glovey's product to market. So I use my radio show as an opportunity to invite some of the smartest and well-seasoned business professionals to help us make our businesses more successful. When choosing my guests, I choose based on the person's ability to speak to my audience directly. I don't want guests who speak over our heads. I want real down-to-earth guests who can help us run our businesses in the most efficient manner so we can enjoy life to the fullest. So I'm going to share with you my business tip of the week after our first break because I don't want to lose my momentum here because my intro this week describes how and why I chose today's guest, Bill Dewey's. Bill truly pays it forward through his mission of wanting to help women business owners through his connection with the Count Me In organization. His business and life improvement articles have been published in over 100 paper magazines and can be found all over the internet. Today is going to be a great show as we discuss how and why Bill made the transition from the corporate world to co-found the Coach Connection. He'll discuss the many benefits of coaching and how it might apply to you. And then we will move forward to discuss his brand new book. Go to play every day and call it work. So with that, I'd like to welcome Bill Deweese to Paying It Forward this week. Hi there, Josephine. It's good to be here. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to this show. I'm so excited, Bill. So when I was coming up with my intro this week, I said, well, you know, I'm writing it all about how I decide on who I'm going to pick a guest. And as I'm writing it, I said, you know what? This describes Bill to the T. So I'm thrilled to have you here today because I really love the way that you go out and you help so many people around you. And um, you fascinated me when I met you last year at the Count Me In Organization conference in Boca Raton. You were up on stage. Your energy can just make anybody want to get up and go for a run. Um, (laughs) I, I just love the fact that you 
always have a smile on your face. You're always, you know, happy. And I think it's because you have found what you truly love to do. And you could not have come up with a better title for your book because the book, Go to Play Every Day and Call It Work, you might as well have just called it Bill DeWeese because <laughs> that's who you are and that's what you do. And I love the fact that you're, you want to teach all of us out there to do everything we can to live life to the fullest. So um, with that, I want to thank you for being a part of our show today. And I'd like to show, start our show off with a question that I love asking my guests. And it is, um, it's actually a story. I would love for you to tell us a little story about your childhood. Any story you want, because I'm dying to know if there was a piece of you, Bill, that um, knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. How's that? Wow. So uh, this is, that is a crazy question. I haven't heard <laughs> that one before. <laughs> I, should have, I, like I should have given you a warning. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. No problem. Um, you want a story from me on the childhood, whether or not I'd be an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, like I had, I had a paper route, Bill. I was only five years old, and I realized with last week's guest, he also had a paper route, but he was 10. But the thing was, I had a paper route at five only because I was doing it with my older brother. So I, well, it's you funny. Know, paper route, yeah, it, that was, it, it, let's talk about that story. That's perfect because I did have a paper route when I was 11 years old, and I lived in Sausalito, California. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about Sausalito, California, but it's an extremely uh, uh, unique place to live. It's right across the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. Wow. And Sausalito goes from sea level to about 1,400 feet in short distance. It's a vertical town. And it's got three different, actually four different hills. They call them hills. They're really mountains. And I picked up, my, I had 28 papers, and it was a paper out of the Independent Journal out of San Rafael. And, and I, I can never forget these numbers. I guess this tells you about my entrepreneurship. I had 28 papers, and I was paid 50 cents a month <laughs> to deliver uh-huh. 28 papers each. Okay? Wow. So that was $14. But they also gave me, because of the difficulty of my route, a $2 bonus per month for each hill. I had four hills. So that was eight additional dollars. So I made $22 a month to deliver 31 papers, uh, 28 papers, 31 days a year. And I had to take my bicycle and I push it up the hill all the way up to 1,000 feet and then pass the papers around. And then once I got to the top, I would coast down and throw the papers to the to the houses I was going as I went down, push it back up again, and do that four times. Wow. That's hysterical because uh, it's amazing. Bill, so by doing my radio show, I have to tell you that 90% of my guests all had a paper route or a lemonade stand when they were young kids. How funny is that? And I interview most mostly entrepreneurs. And I think what this tells us is that a, the, that entrepreneurial spirit starts in our gut and really does start at a young age. So 
I, I had a feeling that you probably had a paper route, Bill. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked the question. And, but and how funny for anybody, is that? And for anybody <laughs> listening out there, trust me, neither one of us knew that she was going to talk about my childhood in a paper route. <laughs> I think that's so funny. This, but, was not, uh, this was not practice. This is completely ad lib. <laughs> Well, that's great. So, all right, Bill, so let's move on. So tell us a little bit about what you did, um, perhaps in college, and how you got your first job, how long you spent in the corporate world, and what you did, you know, after the corporate world. Well, I don't know. If, uh, my history was interesting. I went to two universities. I went to the University of Alabama. I got a, a, a degree in engineering. Uh, it was actually industrial engineering, and went on and got a master's in industrial engineering at Oklahoma State University, and I graduated in 1968. And it's interesting that Oklahoma State at the time was the highest-ranked uh, engineering and management school in the United States. And so I was there on a, a more of a scholarship. Actually, they paid me to go to school. And um, when I graduated uh, in 1968, was completely different than it is today. If you had an engineering degree, mm -hmm. you were held in extremely high esteem. Matter of fact, engineering graduates were paid more than number one draft choices for the NFL. And wow. when I graduated, I thought I had it made. I had two degrees, I had all the background, everything I did, blah, 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 blah. And so 250 corporations came to campus to interview and hire 92 people. Think about it. And so I thought, hey, I had it made because I had a graduate degree. Only 12 of us had graduate degrees. The rest were undergraduate. I taught some of them. And I said, okay, all this work's going to come to pass. Man, it's going to work out. I'm going to get the job of my life. And I picked 10 companies to interview that I thought would be really great. And I went to all 10 interviews, and I failed them miserably. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I not only failed them so bad, that nine of the interviews, they were 30-minute interviews, these guys asked me to leave the room before 15 minutes was up. Wow. I mean, it was devastating. Now, I did not go. I went in dressed right. I wasn't drunk. Uh, I didn't do any <laughs> drugs. I didn't do any I had everything right. Court, everything was just right on t target. Yet, get out. I was torn apart. And I didn't know what to do. I was mad. I was angry. I was scared. I was worried. Pick it all. Mm -hmm. What do you do? And the best of times, I couldn't even finish an interview. So I asked a friend of mine who I'd been uh, studying with and named Lynn Bussey. He was old, man. He was 42 years old. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking ancient. See, I was 23. And he was right. 42. He'd been, he worked in the real world. He'd run a business for 20 years. He'd hired and fired people. He had come back to, to graduate school to get a degree. And he and I worked together and studied together for a year and a half. I helped him with the math stuff, which he didn't know about because it's all new. And he helped me with the, with the other stuff. And I just told him, I said, man, I can't believe I can't even get an interview. And I said, can you help me? And he asked me a question, which I didn't want to answer. Mm -hmm. He said, Bill, what is it? What kind of job do you really want to do? Well, that's not the question, man. I want to get, I want to pass an interview. I, I oh, want to that's... go on to the next interview and go to the home headquarters and, and get, get hired. Bill, 
And so I wouldn't answer the first night. The second uh-huh. night was a Thursday night. Came up again. Somebody else got an interview, did better than I did. Got a job offer, was bragging about it. Now I'm really upset. He said, Bill, what is it you want to do? I wouldn't answer the question. Finally, he says, why don't you come by on Saturday night? My wife is cooking some steaks. Love to have you by. Come on by. I said, fine. I showed up. He said, Bill, while we're waiting, your wife's in the kitchen. She's cooking. Here, have a beer. And then, well, you have another beer. Now, I'm on my second beer, and I have ADD, which means one beer is worth about five to most people. So I'm sitting there, and my defenses are down. Oh, no. Well, Bill, we're going to come up on a on a quick break, but I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. We'll, we'll be right back. You bet. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Now, there is a show that boldly claims that it can help you reveal where you are on your spiritual path. It's The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio. Thursday evenings at 9 on toginet.com. The Soul's Intent is that you get here, that you live in the present, and that you witness your life in a fashion that puts you in tune or in touch with the wisdom of the whole of who you are. Having context for our lives provides the continuity to make a shift for the better in our lives. The Soul's Intent suggests that the change is actually outside of time. For more information on Dr. Vecchio and The Soul's Intent, go to truthsofbodyandsoul.com. Tune in and learn how this is the physical place of love, truth, and freedom. Learn that moving to such a place is actually a choice. The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio. Thursday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. I have Bill DeWeiss, who is a co-founder of The Coach Connection and who recently came out with this incredible book called Go to Play Every Day and Call It Work. And we were just discussing how, um, how Bill was going on interviews and how he got his first job. So he was explaining how he really was having a tough jo- um, time getting those interviews. So with that, I'm going to pass it back over to you, Bill. Thank you, thank you. Um, like I said before, I had 
was interviewing for engineering jobs in a time when I was a perfect candidate and failed all 10 interviews that I had set up and gone to Mr. Lynn Bussey, a, a friend of mine, and he was at, for help, and he kept asking me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want you, you to help me to get through an interview. And I was focusing on A, and he was focusing on B. So finally, when we sat down for dinner that night and had a couple of beers, he just casually asked me, well, Bill, if you could really design what, something you really wanted to do as a job, what would it look like? And I started talking for 30 minutes and nonstop. I know that's hard to believe, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. I had to stop because I had my bladder was telling me, uh, Bill, time to go to the bathroom. And I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I come back, and I sheepishly sat down and said, boy, I really apologize for just, just taking over the conversation. He said, Bill, he'd been taking notes. And let me tell you some things that you told me. He said, one thing you told me at least five times, I've stopped counting, is the one thing you did not want to do, you did not want to be an engineer. You were interviewing for engineering jobs. Bill, who was the only person in those interview rooms who did not know that you did not want to be there? And then it hit me. It was me. I was interviewing for jobs I didn't want. But only I didn't know it. They did. Luckily for me. And they said, well, you don't want to be here. Goodbye. So then we went on, and Lynn Bussey and I said, okay, what job do I really want? And we designed it for the next two or three weeks in detail. Found the one company in the world that had it, Phillips Petroleum Company. They were about 90 miles away. I called them and said, I want to come visit you to see if I can get on your supply and uh, distribution uh, training program. And I showed up, and they interviewed me around. I I had three three interviews out of five. I didn't even make it to all five because I kept having so much fun with the first three interviews. And Phillips Petroleum Company hired me into the only job I ever wanted, and they hired me on the spot because I was so focused and so enthusiastic and so genuinely keen on being hired in that position because I wanted it. But I found out something later on. They had 25 openings for the supply and transportation training department. They had all full. They were full. They were all full. And also, they had very minimum requirements of someone to be able to meet the requirements to get into those jobs, and I didn't meet even 25% of them. I didn't meet their requirements, and there was no job opening, yet they hired me anyway because I wanted the job so badly. There's a moral there. I went on to a great career at Phillips. I worked there for five years. I worked in the oil business for another 10 years. I had a blast. I made money. I did great things. I never went to work at all. And then that is the key. I went to play every day because I was doing what I loved and loved what I do. And if I can, I'd like to relate that to your women business owner listeners. Because in truth, that is the key to their success. I have met, as you know, and worked with, as you know, over 400 
women business owners in the last four years very closely and help them move on to great things through their very unique business. And the one thing I've learned, a lot of things I've learned, but these women are brilliant. They are brilliant. They have wonderful ideas, wonderful thoughts, great business programs. But the one thing they don't think, they don't know, is they don't know how powerful they really are. They have all these limits in their mind. Well, I can't do this. I'm a woman. I'm a mother. i got these other things to do. All these, data, the heck with it all. Mm-hmm. The key to success for every one of those women who have, as you know some of them, have done unbelievable things, is that yeah. they decided that they were going to start and run their business their way for their passion so they get to do it the way they want to on their objective. And when well, they did it their way, they succeeded. You know what, Bill? I think you are, it's amazing that you should bring this concept concept up today because I was just speaking to somebody yesterday and I had said to her, with my Glovey's business, I have been spinning my wheels, unfortunately, but I've learned a lot of really hard lessons along the way. And you know what was happening, Bill? I have such a fascinating product. It's such a new concept and a new invention that when somebody says, oh, so what do you do? And I tell them I invented a product, they get so excited and they start shooting their ideas off to me. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. And I'll tell you, I talk to a lot of people on very different levels, some very seniors, some other moms or whatever. And do you know what was happening? I think I started to become paralyzed, Bill, because everybody was giving me their ideas on how I should run my business, when meanwhile, I'm doing it because I, I want to run my own business. But you know what? I wasn't believing in my own gut. I was thinking that everybody else had the right ideas on how I should run my business. And it plays into exactly what you had said that it's so important for us to follow our own gut and to go forward with um, how we think we should run our business. Well, uh, that's the key, is you want to run your business on your terms. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you're so right. and, And look at Martha Stewart. Does Martha Stewart run her business her way? She started in the kitchen, for crying out loud. And she loved that part. She still goes there. The reason she's successful is because Martha Stewart is Martha Stewart. She fell and kind of followed what the boys did with one of her stock options things, and she learned that lesson, I'm not going to do what those guys do, and now she's back doing what she does best. So I, I cannot emphasize enough, each woman business owner out there who's an entrepreneur just getting started, if you've got a need and can fill it with a product or a service to your business, Go for it. Don't back down. And don't listen to the guys and all the, the, the business strategies. And the, Forget it. Mm-hmm. If you want to run it your way, run it your way. Look at Teresa Daytner, who uh, has a construction company in a male-dominated field who was struggling. She's got six kids for crying out loud. And with coaching... <laughs> We, we got her to say, Teresa, you're a smart gal. Just start doing it your way. She was trying to suit some kind of 
a, a business plan by somebody else had given to her, and we said, throw it all out, go out and be yourself, take care of the kids the way you want to, bring them in the office if you think it's right, go for it. One year later, she quadrupled her business profits, and she's on the cover of the Costco magazine as a successful example. Because she did it her way. And the fact that you're doing it your way that's unique and different is the key because that's what your customers want. We want your unique product. Give it to us. (laughs) You're so right. You're so right. And I love the fact that your book plays right into this, Bill. Well, the book is just a compilation of eight years of working with uh, over 2,000 clients and myself and my own story of how you can go to play every day and call it work. And, in fact, if you, if you really do want to succeed at your business or working at no matter what, you want to go to play every day and call it work. And, and, and there, therein, lies the, therein lies the key because one of the things that's kind of interesting Confucius was a smart guy, and he said it right years ago. Choose a job you love, and you will never have to work a day in your life. That's the key. But the one thing Confucius didn't tell us was how to choose the job you love. And that's the part that becomes more difficult, because we think we... We can figure it out, but we don't because the key to picking a job you love, like I did, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. I was wrong. Lynn Bussey was able to coach me into figuring out what I really wanted to do. It takes another person to help you figure out what you want. It's a mystery. And the sooner you figure out who you are, what you love, what you don't like, what you don't like engineering, what you really want to do, what your passions are, what your talents are, what your priorities are, what your boundaries are, once you figure these things out about yourself, then you and your coach or yourself can then design your business on your terms. Yeah. The greatest you know mystery in the world is not global warming mm-hmm. or whether the Cubs will ever win the series. The greatest mystery in the world is ourselves. The coaching process was designed specifically to introduce a person to themselves so they become the world's leading expert on themselves. And I cannot tell you enough time how much fun, how gratifying, how thrilling it is for us to coach Women business owners, so they are revealed to themselves, and they finally recognize how powerful, how bright, how brilliant, how motivated, how strong, how smart they are. Once they do, they, resi- they, they recognize the truth about themselves, and they point themselves in the right direction, we get out of their way. See, I think that's wonderful. Um, Bill, we're going to take a quick break, and I can't wait to hear more about your coaching um, advice for our mom entrepreneurs out there. So we'll be back very shortly. You bet. (laughs) 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Get ready for the Not So Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not So Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward. The show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So um, I would like to share with you my business tip of the week before we go back to Bill Dewey's, our guest today. So I was really thinking long and hard about this business tip, and I realized that one of the best things a mom entrepreneur can do and is that you have to establish routines. And I would like to challenge you mom entrepreneurs out there to set up a special routine that will allow you to feel at peace when you sit at your desk, meaning If you can establish a routine to get your house in order, let's say you just spend a half hour running around the house, making the beds, getting the kids' rooms tidied up, putting the um, breakfast dishes away. I'll tell you, when I did that for myself, it freed up my mind so much that when it comes time for me to sit down at my desk, it allowed me to have a free mind. Once I was able to get my home routine established, then I started to implement some routines for my business. And I'll tell you, it really, really does work. So that's my business tip of the week, is to try to establish routines to help you work more efficiently. Okay, so with that, I would like to um, have Bill DeWeese, our guest today, 
talk a little bit more about the concept of coaching. So Bill, can you tell us what's a mom entrepreneur to do out there about number one, hiring a coach, and number two, I would love to quote one of the moms that I know you know as well, Francine Glick. <laughs> um, I love Francine, Bill, and she was actually a guest on my show. And, you know, it always, ran, always comes to my mind over and over how Francine always says, Josephine, listen, I'm telling you right now, I pay my business coach before I pay my <laughs> utilities. And, like... Bill, is I, that like the best little quote for business coaching? I, I was there when she said that in front of about 25 women business owners, and, I, and she pointed right at me, and I said, wow, and it changed the whole mode of, mood of the room, but she's right. And, and the coaching process, and remember, we're talking about the coaching process, not me as a coach. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even coach. I have 130 coaches who coach for me. I don't do the coaching, but it's the coaching process that counts and, and how a woman business owner, entrepreneur, or someone who's thinking about doing that can use the coaching process to their advantage is unbelievable because the coaching process is a process that is designed specifically to help the woman discover and unravel the mystery of themselves so they become the world's leading expert on themselves. They're no longer confused about where they want to go. They're clear on where they're going. They're clear about their vision. They're clear about what they don't like to do. They're clear about their boundaries. They're clear about what their priorities are. They're clear about their talents. They're clear. And that clarity, that personal clarity, brings real, true, genuine confidence. Because they know where they're going, and they're not going to be pushed around, they're not going to be pulled away someplace, they're not going to be pulled out because they, they can set the goal of the vision of their business. The vision of the business is the key. A business must have a vision, it must have a purpose, it must have a mission. Without a mission, there is no business. A mission also has to be one where it is something that the business produces a product or service, can be either one or both, that generates value into the world. And that value has to be clear and understandable and targeted to the people who will get the most value for it. Those are your customers. Because your customers will pay the business for the value they receive. Now, there have been businesses that have failed recently because their business vision was to rape their clients. Oh. Merrill Lynch, Bear Stearns, Smith Barney, all of them come to mind. They don't exist anymore. But if a woman comes up with a, a product or service like your product that adds great value to the world, that value is what people are going to pay for. And if you can create some kind of value in your mission, a mission that you're passionate about because you know it, there is no limit. It will happen, especially if you live in the United States or Canada. I cannot tell you enough because there are no limits. 
Look at Steve Jobs. Look at Walt Disney. Look at Bill Gates. All of them started with a mission, a vision, and they kept it. Your vision can be just as big. And so I cannot encourage you enough. And the coaching process is about opening up and revealing that mystery to yourself. Once these women understand how really great they are and they see it for the truth, that is the power of coaching. That's all we're doing. And then a, a, a coach and a woman can then say, okay, let's now build the conditions of our business, of her business, to suit her. If you run a business, you are the queen. Enjoy it. It is your right, it is your obligation, it is your purpose, it is a requirement that you as the queen of the business design the business so that you are doing what you love and you're avoiding the things you don't want to do. And when you do it that way, it puts you in a peak performance because you're always doing the things you love and you're having someone else do the things you don't want to do. That's called delegation. Then your chances of success are great. Martha Stewart, everybody's got a huge organization, right? Billion dollars in revenue. You know how many employees she has? Fifty. Five of them are on one floor with her. But yet she loves to be on camera, in the kitchen, doing her thing, because that is her passion. So she always does it. Bless her heart. That's why she succeeds. So I cannot emphasize that's what a coach does. A coach will help reveal you to you so you become the world's leading expert on yourself to, to see that mystery, those treasures that have been inside you all your life waiting to come out. You see them, understand them, know them, and you and your coach then, here's the key, change the conditions around you to create your business to suit you on your terms so that you will succeed on your terms. The coach will not change you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed or corrected or altered. You don't need to be degraded. You're not going to be because in the coaching process, you, the client, are the absolute center of attention. You are the queen. It's about you accomplishing your goals on your pace, on your terms, on your agenda. And the key to coaching is that you have at least one coachable goal, and the number one coachable goal of all women business owners is exactly the same, is that their goal is they want to become very successful and productive business owners. Very simple stated goal. Very productive and successful business owners. The cute cu- the cu- the two t- key words, excuse me, the two key words there are successful and productive. And that's the key because in coaching, when you go into it, you are going to discover what it means for you to be successful in detail. You're going to discover what it means for you to be productive in detail. Once you discover those two points, then you can build the business around them so you will be. That's how coaching works. Yeah, I think that's great. But, Bill, what was really fascinating to me that I had learned when you were giving your speech was the percentage of successful business owners. Um, I 
don't know how to put it. Maybe you could use your own words on the fact that I think it was something like 90% of the most successful businesses out there have a business coach or some very, very high percentage. I, I don't know where that, uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question because I haven't uh, done any surveys, but I can tell you that from our point of view, reversing that statement, that mm-hmm. business owners, no matter what stage that they are in, that come to us to hire a coach, their success rate is excessive, exceeds 96%. Wow. And remember, the reason you hire a coach is very simple, is that you want to accomplish your coachable goal. The coach's job is to make sure you do. Coach's job is to coach themselves out of a job. So the co- you hire a coach to become the successful and productive business owner you want to be. Sounds too good to be true, but it will happen better than 96% of the time. So, Bill, how does somebody get in touch with the Coach Connection? Very easy. You can call us directly at 800-887-7214. That's 800-887-7214. Or they can go to our website, read up about us before they call. And the website is www.com. FindYourCoach.com. FindYourCoach.com. And you know what, Bill? The one thing about the Coach Connection that I think is amazing is the fact that you really go out of your way to match the coach with the client. And not only that, because I've gone through the process with the Coach Connection, is the fact that you give the client the power to choose the coach that they really want, that you give the client three choices and the client gets one hour to more or less have a private consultation with three different coaches. And at the end of those three coaching sessions, the client then goes back to the coach connection and says, you know what, this is the coach I think I could work best with. And um, I think that whole process really works out great. But um, we're coming up with a quick break now, Bill, and um, we're going to move on to talk about your book in just a minute. Thanks so much. It's break time. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Now, there is a show that boldly claims that it can help you reveal where you are on your spiritual path. It's The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio and host Didi Mercer Moffat. Thursday evenings at 9 on Toginet.com. <laughs> 
The soul's intent is that you get here, that you live in the present, and that you witness your life in a fashion that puts you in tune or in touch with the wisdom of the whole of who you are. Having context for our lives provides the continuity to make a shift for the better in our lives. The soul's intent suggests that the change is actually outside of time. For more information on Dr. Vecchio and the soul's intent, go to truthsofbodyandsoul.com. Tune in and learn how this is the physical place of love, truth, and freedom. Learn that moving to such a place is actually a choice. The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio and host Didi Mercer Moffat. Thursday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and I can't believe we're on the last segment of Paying It Forward this week with Bill Deweese. And um, the time just goes by so fast, so we're definitely going to have to invite Bill Deweese back on our show because I know he is full of business tips for us. So, um, as I mentioned, Bill has this great book that he just came out with, Go to Play Every Day and Call It Work. And what I love so much about the book is the fact that... Bill has gone out and he's actually incorporated real live case studies throughout his book. So it was such a quick read for me because you're reading about other entrepreneurs and what really worked for them. That's number one. And number two, what I also love about the book is as you're reading, Bill actually has a light bulb with the word tip in it and he has all of his tips highlighted on every, you know, very often throughout his book. So he's full of business tips. And um, that's what I would love to share with my listeners today is some of your best business tips, Bill. So it's back to you, Bill. (laughs) Well, the first tip is kind of a continuation of what I said before. Pick a passion for your business that you're something you're passionate about. You create a service or a product that adds value to the world. Focus on that. And no matter what it is, it's something you're passionate about, you know about, stay with that. Create that focus, that mission. That becomes the glue of your business. Second business tip is remember, you are the queen of the business. You are totally responsible for the success of the business accept the responsibility, enjoy it, embrace it, because as being responsible, 
you are also in total control. You are in control of your business. Do it. Take control. Because remember, one day you can be selling software. Next day you can decide that you're going to manufacture plastic uh, pink flamingos for house ornaments. As the business owner, you have that power. And, and, and take control and enjoy it. And the third thing is, tip, I got more, but the third tip is to be sure you create your own role in the business that allows you to prosper and shine. And you, you will find things, specifically through coaching, that you don't like to do. You list them, and those are the things you, you delegate to others. And you find other people who enjoy doing what you don't like to do. Yeah. And that is the creation of your team. And you don't have to hire people. You can hire outside sources. But I have teams of people who work on my website, but they're not employees. But they all do the various parts that they love to do. And guess what? I don't like doing them. And that's how I pick them. So delegation of duties and, and, and results starts with the owner saying, here's something that needs to be done, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. I think I have a perfect example of that, and you're so right. Last week on my show, I had Rod, Rob Basso from Basso on Business. He's an amazing business guy, very, very successful. I don't even think he's 40 years old yet. But what he did was he was working for a payroll company, and he decided, you know what? I know how to do this. Let me open up my own payroll business. So we opened up his own payroll business. He's had it for 15 years now. And it's called Advantage Payroll here on Long Island. And Bill, I had lunch with him yesterday, and he looked at me and he said to me, Josephine, do you know how I'm able to sit here and have a two-hour lunch, two lunch with you? It's because I hired people better than me to run my own payroll business. So that business... Bill runs without him. I mean, he force, he oversees, um, you know, he has meetings with his salespeople. He has meetings with his operations um, team. He has two-hour meetings, one hour with each of them a week. He said, but I hire people that are so incredible at their job that they're almost better than me. And he is able to move on and create other businesses because of that. And this business is kind of running on its own. He said, we're up 16% since last year, and it's a recession. So it goes right into exactly what you were saying, that I think probably the most successful business owners out there are those that can actually let go and delegate and do the things that they love. So I love that business tip. That was great, Bill. Well, the... the to take with your lunch with Ron, and, and I'll pass this on again with the people listening here, is you focus your energies on the success of the business, and you surround yourself with people or resources who are going to improve the success of the business, and that's their focus. Not necessarily on you, because it's the business is the key. A business owner is paid only from the profits of the business. If the business doesn't make any profits, the business owner is not going to get anything out of it. And so you want to focus your attention on making sure 
everybody who's working that you pay for any reason is going to do something that's going to generate more profits for the business so that the business will succeed and whether you are there or not. Yeah, I think that's the key there. So, okay, those are incredible tips. But now I'm going to turn a question on to you as, you know, when you have a product, it's so, so different from a service business. And one of the hardest things I think, Bill, is no matter how good your product is, how do you let the world know about it? And my question to you is, you have this incredible book. I love the title. I absolutely love the cover of the book. It could not have been even better. It's um, a successful guy sitting down with a laptop computer, sitting on the rock, overlooking the ocean. (laughs) There's a story in that picture, too. (laughs) I love it. And the idea behind it is, okay, you have this great product out there. Tell us, how are you going to let the world know that, that it exists? Well, that's always a difficult process. And the first part is, what, who do I want to let know about it? Who do I want to target? So the first question is, is in the control of the mind of the business owner. You have a product or a service that creates a value. Who in the world are you targeting that will get the most value from that product? You define it right off the bat. Who is going to enjoy using that product or service more than anybody once they are aware of it? So first you've got to target who you want to talk to because I would not really want to target, you know, uh, grammar school kids or uh, a certain markets I would not want to target with my book because they're just not someone who's likely to use it. So targeting knowing who your target audience is, and knowing the value proposition of your service is the first most important step. There's an article I wrote, The Eight Keys to Marketing Success, and that's the first one. If you don't know what that value is, how can you tell somebody? And if you do tell them, what are you going to tell them? Now that you know who your target market is, and now that you know what your value is, you now know who to talk to, and you know what to tell them. Hey, the two big keys. The third point is, how do you reach your target audience? Well, that is determined by where you are and where they are. And you could use there's so many means today. You can use social media. You can use the Internet. You can use advertising, word of mouth. Who knows? But you want to do it. So it is going to get the highest concentration for your efforts in the place where your target audience happens to be. Does that help? Absolutely. I think that that is so, so important to figure out exactly who it is that's going to use your product. And it's all about finding that niche and going out there. But I have to tell you, do you know um, Mike Michalowicz? who is the toilet paper entrepreneur? No. Does that sound familiar? Okay, so he wrote a book. But, Bill, I have to tell you, he has the funniest story. When his book came out, do you know he was a guest on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he told the story about the fact that, okay, he wrote this great book. How am I going to let the world know it exists? (laughs) So he had um, 
in his office piles of books, and he hired a bunch of interns to come into the office, family, friends, he didn't care. He said, anybody I could get a hold of to help me. And they actually went into Barnes & Noble, and he, everybody took a stack of books and put them on the shelves in Barnes & Noble. And do you know it caused so much confusion when the customers in Barnes & Noble picked up his book and brought it up to the cash register, and they went to scan it, and they were like, well, we don't sell this book. And it was so funny because he told the story how the managers would have to come over. It caused so much ruckus that Barnes & Noble turned to him and said, okay, we get the message. Looks like we have to buy your book. So how funny is that, Bill? I think that is a, a perfect example of knowing what your objective is, who you want to talk to, and then figure out a way to do it. See, he thought out of the box. He didn't look at the how. He created the how. Yeah. He didn't, oh, well, how am I going to talk to Barnes & Noble? Okay, let's see. What's the best way for them to learn? Hey, we'll just make them tell something they don't have. I think it's brilliant. I thought it was so smart myself. And um, so he, that's how he created his name. Then all of a sudden, you know, he becomes a toilet paper entrepreneur. And I have to say he does do a really good job with his blogs. And he's, he has his email list. And he emails, you know, every single thing that this man is doing. So I think he's done a great job. But I have to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed your book, Bill. Thank you so much for sending me an email edition of your book so we were able to, you know, talk about it on the show today. I think that um, there, are, there are probably over 100 tips in your book, so I really do encourage my listeners to go out and pick up that book. I know that Bill is selling it on Amazon.com. And, and can I make a statement about the book? Did you talk about the, Absolutely. the tips? We have, we have 30 seconds. I'll Actually, do it. it my book seconds. is an e-book only. It's not in hard copy. And I did that on purpose because that way I could get it out faster, quicker, and cheaper, and everybody can pick it up with no effort. All you have to do Excellent. is go to go to playeveryday.com. Playeveryday.com for your book on Go to Play Every Day and Call It Works. So thank you so much, Josephine, Bill. Josephine, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, and I hope to see you real soon in San Francisco, Bill. Me too. Please come. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 